This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 666. Approach technology like the Amish by Cal Newport of calnewport.com. And I'm Justin Mollick the guy that reads blog posts to you every day, including weekends, with permission from the authors. It's the weekend, so I'm gonna give you a little break from promotional content, so let's jump right in as we optimize your life. Approach Technology Like the Amish by Cal Newport of calnewport.com. Kevin Kelly and the Amish. Eight years after dropping out of college to wander Asia, Kevin Kelly returned home to America bought an inexpensive bike, and made a meandering 5,000-mile journey across the country. As he recalls in his original and insightful 2010 book, What Technology Wants, the highlight of the bike tour was, quote, gliding through the tidy farmland of the Amish in eastern Pennsylvania, unquote. Kelly ended up returning to the Amish on multiple occasions during the years that followed his first encounter, allowing him to develop a nuanced understanding of how these communities approach technology. As he reveals in chapter 11 of his book, the common idea that the Amish reject all modern technology is a myth. The reality is not only more interesting, but it also has important implications for our current culture. As Kelly puts it, quote, in any discussion about the merits of avoiding the addictive grasp of technology, the Amish stand out as offering an honorable alternative, unquote. Given such a strong endorsement, it seems worthwhile to briefly summarize what Kelly uncovered during these visits to rural Pennsylvania. The Amish and Technology Amish lives are anything but anti-technological, Kelly writes. Quote, I found them to be ingenious hackers and tinkers, the ultimate makers and do-it-yourselvers. They are often surprisingly pro-technology, unquote. He explains that the simple notion of the Amish as Luddites vanishes as soon as you approach a standard Amish farm. Quote, cruising down the road, you may see an Amish kid in a straw hat and suspenders zipping by on rollerblades, unquote. Some Amish communities use tractors, but only with metal wheels, so they cannot drive on roads like cars. Some allow a gas-powered wheat thresher, but require horses to pull the smoking contraption. Personal phones, cellular or household, are almost always prohibited, but many communities maintain a community phone booth. Almost no Amish communities allow automobile ownership, but it's common for Amish to travel in cars driven by others. Kelly reports that both solar panels and diesel electric generators are common, but it's usually forbidden to connect to the larger municipal power grid. Disposable diapers are popular, as are chemical fertilizers. 
In one memorable passage, Kelly talks about visiting a family that uses a $400,000 computer-controlled precision milling machine to produce pneumatic parts needed by the community. The machine is run by the family's bonnet-wearing 10-year-old daughter. It's housed behind their horse stable. These observations dismiss the common belief that the Amish reject any technology invented after the 19th century. So what's really going on here? The Amish, it turns out, do something that's both shockingly radical and simple in our age of impulsive and complicated consumerism. They start with the things they value most, then work backwards to ask whether a given technology performs more harm than good with respect to these values. As Kelly explains, when a new technology rolls around, there's typically an alpha geek in any given Amish community that will ask the parish bishop's permission to try it out. Usually the bishops will agree. The whole community will then observe the first adopter intently, trying to discern the ultimate impact of the technology on the things the community values most. If this impact is deemed more negative than helpful, the technology is prohibited. Otherwise, it's allowed, but usually with caveats on its use that optimizes positives and minimizes its negatives. The reason most Amish are prohibited to own cars, for example, has to do with their impact on the social fabric of the community. As Kelly explains, quote, When cars first appeared at the turn of the last century, the Amish noticed that drivers would leave the community to go picnicking or sightseeing in other towns instead of visiting family or the sick on Sundays or patronizing local shops on Saturday. Therefore, the ban on unbridled mobility was intended to make it hard to travel far and to keep energy focused in the local community. Some parishes did this with more strictness than others, unquote. This also explains why an Amish farmer can own a solar panel, but not connect to the power grid. The problem is not electricity, it's the fact that the grid connects them too strongly to the world outside of their local community, violating the Amish commandment to, quote, be in the world, but not of it, unquote. The Original Digital Minimalists. I titled this post, Approach Technology Like the Amish. To be clear, I don't mean that you should adopt the specific values of Amish life, as these are based primarily on their often illiberal and admittedly esoteric religious beliefs. What I do mean, however, is that you should consider adopting their same thoughtfulness in approaching technology. The Amish are clear about what they value, and new technologies are evaluated by their impact on these values. The key is building a good life, not fretting about missing out on some minor short-term pleasure or interesting diversion. If we held ourselves to this same standard, I suspect many fewer people would own Apple Watches. Later in this chapter, Kelly asks the key question, quote, this method works for the Amish, but can it work for the rest of us, unquote. He then answers, I don't know. I'm more confident than Kelly. I think something like this method can work for the rest of us, especially once you replace Amish values with your personal values and the decree of your parish bishops with your own honest self-assessment. In fact, I even have a name for such a philosophy, digital minimalism. You just listened to the post titled Approach Technology Like the Amish by Cal Newport of calnewport.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
Thank you for listening all the way through and being here every day, including the weekends. I hope you're having a great one and I'll be back tomorrow where your optimal life awaits. Hey, this is Dan from the Optimal Finance Daily Podcast, which is a lot like this show, except more focused on personal finance. Justin handpicks the best posts he can find from blogs and authors like Ramit Sethi, Mr. Money Mustache, and more, and I read them to you five days a week. So if you enjoy this podcast, come on over and subscribe to Optimal Finance Daily too. And together, we'll optimize your financial life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.